0: Guys, welcome to the Bitcoin Fortress podcast, helping you increase your financial freedom. This is episode 101, recorded here on February 4th, 2024. This podcast is for entertainment only, not investing advice. Do your own homework. All right, we'll start with the market update, outlook, get into the weekly Bitcoin news, and then, as usual, we will feature. This week's Substack post. Diving into the market news, stocks extended their record-setting run Friday with the S&P 500 and Dow Jones average-setting fresh record closing highs as as a blockbuster jobs report bolstered the outlook for corporate profits. A rally in tech stocks was sparked by Meta's strong earnings report And announcement of its first-ever quarterly dividend, lifting shares by more than 20%, and Amazon popped 8% after its own earnings topper. The tech rally helped shift investor focus away from a much stronger-than-expected non-farm payrolls report that pushed the benchmark 10-year Treasury yield up a whopping 17 basis points to 4.02% and likely killing off any lingering chance that the Federal Reserve might start cutting interest rates in March. For the week, the S&P and Dow each added 1.4%, and the NASDAQ composite rose 1.1%, all higher for the fourth straight week. So party on Wall Street. Looking ahead, the week ahead we will see earnings reports continue to pour in as investors work their way through the bulk of the reporting season. The list of heavyweights due to report includes McDonald's, Caterpillar, Alibaba, Philip Morris, and PepsiCo. Federal Reserve members will also be back on the speaking circuit following last week's FOMC meeting. That should be fun. Meanwhile, some of the key economic events to watch include the release of the Fed's Senior Loan Officer Opinion Survey on bank lending practices and updates on consumer credit, the trade gap, and PMI. A bit of an economic wildcard will be the release of CPI seasonal factors on February 9th, which could lead to slight revisions to seasonally adjusted inflation data. Historically, the month of February is a relatively flat month for the S&P 500 and NASDAQ 100 indices, while the Dow Jones Industrial Average has posted negative returns on average and the Russell 2000 has posted gains moving on to bitcoin news uh, first up is the weekend review from bitcoin.com uh first one here the the crypto community is abuzz with anticipation for the upcoming bitcoin network having event projected to occur on or around april 20th 2024. this event is sparking widespread speculation about its distinct importance as the fourth Bitcoin having nears, a theory of a potential major blockchain reorganization, fueled by the extraordinary worth of the having block, is seizing the attention of crypto enthusiasts. Uh, the Nigerian currency reportedly plunged to a new low versus the U.S. dollar on the official market on January twenty-fifth. Central Bank Governor Oya Olayemi Cardoso said. As said, the Naira is currently undervalued and that efforts are underway to rectify this. Uh, in a judicial rebuke, the Federal Court of Canada ruled that the Trudeau government's decision to freeze cryptocurrencies during the 2022 Freedom Convoy protests was unconstitutional. Well, I wonder what's going to happen. Probably nothing. Uh, Let's see. Renowned financial analyst with over 54 years of experience Richard Bove has warned that the U.S. dollar is finished as the world's reserve currency, cautioning that China will overtake the U.S. economy. He warned that the offshoring of American manufacturing poses a significant threat to the financial sector and the U.S. dollar. Next up, uh, this is the Hodler's Digest for the week January 28th to February 3rd from Cointelegraph. I will skip the shitcoin discussions as usual. Uh, Let's see, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust exchange-traded fund aggressively sold Bitcoin in January. According to public holdings data tracked by Cointelegraph, GBTC dumped a total of 132,195 Bitcoin last month reducing its Bitcoin stash by 21% to 487,025 Bitcoin on January 31st. The other nine funds were actively catching up, adding a combined total of 151,006 Bitcoin since the first trading day. The non-GBTC ETFs increased their holdings by more than 700% to 169,396 Bitcoin, at the end of January. Despite GBTC's sell-off, the total Bitcoin held in all 10 spot Bitcoin ETFs rose by 3% to 656,421 Bitcoin valued at $27.7 billion. Celsius has emerged from Chapter 11 bankruptcy in the United States and is set to start distributing $3 billion worth of crypto and fiat to creditors, along with launching a new Bitcoin mining arm. In a January 31st press release, the crypto lender said its bankruptcy exit sees the creation of Ionic Digital, a Bitcoin mining company managed by Hut8 and headed by Hut8 Chief Commercial Officer Matt Prusak. Around 98% of Celsius creditors agreed to the bankruptcy exit plan which comes over 18 months after it paused withdrawals in June 2022 and filed for bankruptcy a month later. Uh, Let's see, what else do we have here? The defunct cryptocurrency exchange FTX said its restructuring plans did not include a reboot of the firm, but focused on repaying customers in full. In a January 31st hearing in the United States Bankruptcy Court for the District of Delaware, FTX attorney Andy Dietrich said the exchange could cautiously predict fully repaying users and creditors, but added this was an objective and not a guarantee. He said that after an exhaustive effort, there was no plan to restart FTX in its current Chapter 11 bankruptcy plan. Well, that's good. The option to legalize crypto holdings, even if they're overdue on tax declarations, has been dropped uh, from the ambitious package of reforms that Argentina's new government of President Javier Millet introduced in the country's parliament. According to local media reports, the clause about asset regularization suggesting a single-time tax on various types of undeclared assets was cut out of an omnibus bill aiming to kickstart Millet's policy agenda. The regularization scheme included cryptocurrencies and other assets, such as real estate, personal property, stocks, and securities. According to Minister of the Interior Guillermo Francos, the topic was removed from the bill because it could cause delays in the legislative process. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Um, prediction of the week. Bitcoin may be struggling on lower timeframes in the wake of the spot exchange-traded fund releases, but zooming out, the picture remains optimistic. In a post on X on January 30th, popular pseudonymous social media commentator Ali eyed history repeating itself on a classic Bitcoin price indicator. For Ali, one of the various encouraging signs comes from the market value to realized value, or MVRV metric, A classic tool for measuring what on chain analyst firm Glassnode calls Bitcoin's fair value. Currently, Bitcoin US dollar MVRV is focusing on the mean level, crossing it from both above and below in a style that characterized both 2016 and 2020, just before a run to all time highs began. During past bull markets, Bitcoin rebounded strongly after touching the mean MVRV pricing band, Ali wrote in accompanying comments. We're witnessing a similar pattern now with the recent bounce from the mean MVRV at forty thousand five hundred. There's potential for Bitcoin to surge to the one standard deviation line at sixty thousand dollars. Um let's see. Well, this was kind of interesting. FUD of the week. Crypto exchange Binance has refuted a report claiming a highly sensitive cache of internal passwords and code had been exposed on GitHub for months, arguing the code was outdated and posed a negligible risk. According to a January 31st report from 404 Media, there was a cache of code, infrastructure diagrams, internal passwords and other technical information, including information about how the exchange carries out passwords and multi-factor authentication. A Binance spokesperson told Cointelegraph that the individual shared very outdated information on GitHub." Well, that's not good, is it? That's why you don't really want to trust the exchange. Another reason not to trust the exchange uh and that pretty much wraps that up moving on to the next news item this is from bitcoin.com el salvador stands firm on bitcoin defying imf's renewed call to drop bitcoin as legal tender el salvador vice president felix loa said in an interview with reuters on wednesday that Bitcoin will remain legal tender in El Salvador during the second term of President Najib Bukele, even after the International Monetary Fund again urged the country to drop the cryptocurrency as legal tender during negotiations for a billion-dollar loan. General elections will be held in El Salvador on February 4th to elect the president, vice president, and all 60 deputies of the Legislative Assembly. Uloa affirmed that the Salvadoran government has no intention of reversing its decision that made Bitcoin legal tender. He noted that the recent approval of spot Bitcoin exchange-traded funds by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission only strengthened its resolve. In September 2021, El Salvador became the first country in the world to establish Bitcoin as legal tender alongside the U.S. dollar. Uloa said... Not only will uh, it the law be maintained, at this moment it enjoys the greatest credibility in the entire world. He explained that if President Bukele and his New Ideas Party secure a landslide victory in Sunday's election, the Salvadoran government will proceed with its plans to launch Bitcoin-backed bonds in the first quarter of 2024. Moreover, ILOA confirmed that the construction of Bitcoin City, President Bukele's proposed tax-free crypto haven, in eastern El Salvador would proceed along with the issuance of passports to investors contributing $1 million in cryptocurrency. Following the conclusion of the IMF Executive Board's Article Four consultation with El Salvador, the fund published a report on January 24th stating that IMF directors agreed on the importance of boosting financial inclusion and noted that digital means of payment such as the Chivo e-wallet could play this role. However, the IMF stressed that the directors emphasized the need for strict regulation and oversight of the new ecosystem of Chivo and Bitcoin. The report adds that they also stressed that there are large risks associated with the use of Bitcoin on financial stability, financial integrity, and consumer protection, as well as the associated fiscal contingent liabilities, noting they urge the authorities to narrow the scope of the Bitcoin law by removing Bitcoin's legal tender status. The report further noted that some directors expressed concern over the risks associated with issuing Bitcoin-backed bonds. The IMF has repeatedly urged El Salvador to reconsider Bitcoin as legal tender, starting with warnings in November 2021 and January 2022 about its risks and costs, followed by a detailed report in February 2023. Despite these warnings, El Salvador has remained steadfast in its commitment to Bitcoin. This was not the first time the IMF urged El Salvador to reconsider Bitcoin as legal tender. Since November, 2021, the fund has repeatedly raised concerns about El Salvador's use of Bitcoin as legal tender. And again, issuing all these different warnings that they just talked about. Despite these warnings, El Salvador remains committed. So good for them, uh, more power to them. And it certainly, interesting that the IMF is so overly concerned about Bitcoin. Um, doesn't make sense unless it's really a threat to the fiat ponzi. Uh, next article kind of grabbed my attention. Uh, it's always interesting when you hear about seizures and uh, when you get into it you'll realize it really wasn't. This article is from Z Crypto. Uh, Articles entitled, this is from January 30th, German authorities seize Bitcoin stash worth record-breaking $2.1 billion connected to piracy websites. In a landmark operation, German prosecutors have confiscated 50,000 Bitcoin worth a whopping $2.17 billion connected to an illegal file sharing probe, hailing it as the largest cryptocurrency seizure in the country's history. Uh, A total of 50,000 Bitcoin was reportedly seized by German police. Uh, The Bitcoins were provisionally seized in mid-January as part of a probe into copyright violations as announced by the Dresden Public Prosecutor's Office and the Saxony State Criminal Police Office. In the January 30th announcement, the Saxony police revealed it coordinated with tax authorities and prosecutors to seize the Bitcoin allegedly linked to two men of German and Polish nationality. The authorities said the culprits bought the 50,000 Bitcoin with the proceeds of pirated materials through websites in 2013. The suspects might face charges, including unauthorized commercial exploitation of copyrighted works and money laundering. One of the individuals voluntarily transferred the Bitcoin to digital wallets controlled by the Federal Criminal Police Office's management. However, it's unclear what law enforcement will do with the crypto. A final decision has not yet been made about the utilization of the Bitcoins, the police noted on Tuesday. In 2023, the United States government confiscated over $215 million worth of Bitcoin connected to the darknet marketplace Silk Road. The U.S. now holds approximately $9.4 billion in Bitcoin. The government's Bitcoin transfers often spook crypto traders as they fear that intense sell pressures could push down the price. Bitcoin gained 1.3% over the past 24 hours as investors look ahead to the U.S. Federal Reserve's announcement about interest rates on January 31st, and at press time, the benchmark crypto is trading for 43574 percent, 10%, 10.5% higher than it was a week ago. Uh, so anyway, I had to read all the way through the article to find out that the coins were actually transferred <laughs> to the authorities voluntarily. So you can't just uh, stop at the headlines. Next article is from Bitcoin.com. This was updated today. Article is entitled, Genesis seeks court approval to offload 1.4 billion in GBTC assets post SEC settlement. So this grabbed my attention because again, could be a future sell pressure. In a legal document submitted by Genesis, the shuttered cryptocurrency company intends to offload its holdings in GBTC, ETHE, and ETCG. Genesis clarifies that the Bankruptcy Courts Committee, the Ad Hoc Group, and Gemini have consented to back the proposal. The document states that the suggested deals ought to be sanctioned without any liens, claims, or obstacles. Additionally, Genesis is required to obtain approval from the sponsor, Grayscale, before proceeding with the sale, transfer, or redemption of the shares. Uh, The motion states, the debtors believe it would be beneficial to have the authority to sell and liquidate the trust assets to reduce any risk that fluctuations in price might have on the debtors' estates and to facilitate distributions to creditors. The request for a proposed sale comes in the wake of recent weeks GBTC outflows which resulted in the Trust Bitcoin holdings decreasing from 617,079.99 Bitcoin on January 12th to the present 478,337.43 Bitcoin. Concurrently, GBTC's assets under management have diminished from $26.93 billion to the current estimate of $20.53 billion. The move to sell follows Genesis' settlement with the SEC, where the firm was mandated to disperse $21 million to the U.S. financial watchdog. After Genesis submitted its court filing, Gemini shared on its website its satisfaction with the development. Late yesterday, Genesis filed a motion authorizing the sale of trust assets. This is an important step forward following the approval of the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust as an exchange-traded product on January 10th, the company stated. Uh, so I guess we'll see if, uh, if that sale comes to pass. Could be some sell pressure, but you know, if you're buying uh, and stacking and uh, dollar-cost averaging, it's an opportunity. Uh, next article here is from Coindesk. This is an opinion piece um, This was posted on February 2nd um, And it's entitled the US government seems to be closing in on Bitcoin mining and this is uh, specifically about a quote-unquote survey <laughs> which uh, Surveys are usually voluntary. This one is punishable by fines and penalties. So it's, uh, it's not a survey um, they're building a registry of bitcoin mining so it's quite interesting development Uh, the u.s department of energy is taking a closer look at bitcoin mining is this cause for alarm more specifically the energy information administration or the eia a statistics agency under the doe will survey the electricity use of selected us-based miners over the coming six months starting next week after putting out a quote emergency collection of data request given the phrasing of an emergency order and the current administration's crypto critical stance many are worrying that the information collected will be used to inform potentially harmful policies to the mining industry in its public filing the eia cites the possibility of quote public harm from crypto mining and collecting the data eia is Policy neutral agency that does not create policy, implement policy, enforce policy, or comment on policy, EIA spokesperson Morgan Butterfield told Coindesk in emailed responses. Results from the data we collect will help inform our path forward regarding a regular three-year clearance during the next six months. But being policy neutral doesn't necessarily mean the survey won't influence policy. There's reason enough to believe that simply by running the survey, the EIA is asking questions about the larger purpose of Bitcoin and whether it benefits society, and already has an answer in mind. For instance, the justification for the emergency order granted by the Office of Management and Budget was the recent crypto price rally which saw Bitcoin climb over 50% in a matter of months, which the EIA said would incentivize more crypto mining activity, which in turn increases electricity consumption. Given the emerging and rapidly changing nature of this issue, and because we cannot quantitatively assess the likelihood of public harm, EIA feels a sense of urgency to generate credible data that would provide insight into this unfolding issue, it said. Butterfield said 82 firms operating approximately 150 facilities were selected to represent the universe of cryptocurrency companies across the country. The agency pointed to a cold snap that hit Plattsburgh in 2018 to justify the risks crypto poses to the public. The combined effects of increased crypto mining and stressed electricity systems create heightened uncertainty in electric power markets. could result in demand peaks that affect system operations and consumer prices, it wrote. Well, they obviously don't know about demand response. Since then, the New York state has passed a two-year moratorium on opening new crypto mining facilities unless they are powered entirely by renewable energy. Texas, which was a main benefactor after China passed a nationwide crypto mining ban, has also sought to slow down the mining industry. Crypto miners in Texas work directly with the state-owned grid operator and get paid to power down during periods of peak demand and moments of network stress. To be fair, a public version of the survey shows the EIA is asking fairly routine questions of mining firms including how many and what type of chips they're running, their electricity consumption at the facility, and how much goes directly toward mining. We will specifically focus on how the energy demand for cryptocurrency mining is evolving identify geographic areas of high growth, and quantify the sources of electricity used to meet cryptocurrency mining demand, the agency said in a statement. The reports are due on the last Friday of the month until the end of July, after which it may be renewed. Further, there's an argument to be made that having high-level statistics like this will benefit the country and the industry, given that it's more detailed information straight from the horse's mouth. At the moment, the best data we have for the mining industry's footprint comes from the Cambridge Bitcoin Electricity Consumption Index, which gives hypothetical lower and upper bound estimates of the Bitcoin network's daily energy consumption, essentially by extrapolating out from the current hash rate. But if you have to ask, why run the survey now? Why was the most recent run-up in Bitcoin prices a cause for the emergency but not others? It's worth noting that the Biden administration has prioritized reducing the country's carbon footprint and that crypto critical Senator Elizabeth Warren asked federal regulators to have crypto miners disclose their emissions and energy use. Bitcoin mining will likely become a popular topic of debate in the media in the run up to the halving event, the programmatic reduction in the Bitcoin subsidy paid to miners that happens every four years. It's not yet clear how the halving will impact the mining sector beyond making less efficient mining equipment unusable in the short term. Some are expecting the crypto carbon footprint to grow in the coming years while others see it shrinking. Moreover, in recent months there's been something of a public reckoning on Bitcoin's environmental costs, particularly after the second largest network, Ethereum, reduced its energy consumption by 99% through a single upgrade. While some organizations like Greenpeace are pushing for Bitcoin to abandon energy-intensive mining, some are starting to see the sector as a boon to environmentalism. For instance, Cambridge recently revised down its estimates for Bitcoin's annual energy use, and institutions including MIT and KPMG have put out reports arguing the network could help balance electricity grids, subsidize renewable energy development, and be useful in greening the economy. Mining is an energy-intensive process. The cryptographic algorithm Bitcoin runs proof of work was designed by computer scientists to disincentivize spam, civil, and denial-of-service attacks on networks by adding cost to interacting with a server, typically in the form of a computer processing time put towards solving a mathematical puzzle. Some observers opposed to the mining process often describe Bitcoin mining as wasted energy, but it's not. The energy is purposefully spent as a sort of token or form of proof. The problems Bitcoin miners complete to solve don't mean anything in that they don't add to the body of human knowledge or contribute to something productive like uh, folding at home, but they do have value securing the network. And that's the tricky part, valuing Bitcoin. What is Bitcoin worth? The standard response is to look at how the market values it, which at time of writing is around 42000 But most of the real debates around Bitcoin's intense energy footprint have little to do with Bitcoin's price. Rather, they center around Bitcoin's costs and benefits. I wish I could say the EIA survey would help us better understand those costs and benefits. However, the survey writers seem to have already answered their own question about whether Bitcoin poses risk to the general public and are looking for data that support that conclusion and i think that's probably right um and uh that's why uh you know uh we'll see probably this will get politicized and uh and uh but at the end of the day you can't stop bitcoin you can only stop yourself from participating in bitcoin so if uh they want to drive Bitcoin mining out of the United States, it'll go somewhere else. And cause it's a global uh, phenomenon and <clears throat> um, it will be a shame because, you know, there's jobs to be had. There's obviously uh, a whole ecosystem that builds up around that. So uh, hopefully the government uh, w- wises up about this, but uh, again, it's, If you want to participate in Bitcoin, you can, and if you don't, you don't have to, and it's going to go somewhere else, and and the mining and the hash rate will continue, and uh, the network uh, will continue, and that's just how it's going to be. So, Let's see, next we have, uh, this is from Bitcoin Magazine. This is uh, posted on February 1st. Valkyrie becomes first spot Bitcoin ETF to diversify coin custody, uses Coinbase and BitGo. Digital asset firm Valkyrie has become the first spot Bitcoin exchange traded fund to diversify the custody of its coins, according to a recent Securities and Exchange Commission filing. In a move to enhance security and reliability, Valkyrie is now working with leading custodian provider Bitco already in addition to Coinbase to safeguard their funds. The filing dated February 1st, 2024 is an attempt by Valkyrie to strengthen the security infrastructure of its spot Bitcoin ETF by engaging multiple custody providers. The collaboration with Bitco aims to optimize for the safety of their Bitcoin by diversifying the funds that were all previously held with Coinbase. On January 17th, 2024, Valkyrie Bitcoin Fund and Bitco Trust Company, a South Dakota trust company, duly organized and chartered under the South Dakota banking law, entered into a custodial services agreement. The filing stated, pursuant to this agreement, Bitco will provide services related to custody and safekeeping of the trust's Bitcoin holdings. By diversifying custody providers, the firm not only bolsters the secu- security of its ETF assets, but also sets a precedent for other B- Bitcoin ETF issuers seeking to protect their customers' funds. The Trust's existing custody arrangement with Coinbase Trust Company LLC is unaffected by the entry into the agreement. The filing continued sponsor anticipates utilizing the custodial services of both Coinbase and BitGo to custody the trust Bitcoin. Valkyrie's decision to diversify their assets comes at a time of heightened focus on security measures within the Bitcoin industry. By working with Coinbase and BitGo, reputable entities known for their proven expertise in Bitcoin custody, Valkyrie hopes to fortify the protection of its investors' assets. The sponsor expects to utilize BitGo's services to custody a portion of the trust Bitcoin uh, beginning on or about the date of this report, the filing confirms. So always good to <clears throat> spread the spread the exposure around a little bit um but you know it's better for you to just hold the bitcoin yourself and avoid the e t f altogether <clears throat> but if you must own an e t f it's good <clears throat> excuse me to own one that uh, is thinking about security for the coins. And then, uh, final article here, kind of an interesting one from Crypto Potato. Uh, this is posted on February 3rd. Tether smashes profit records, 2.85 billion surge in Q4 2023. And the reason why we like to hear about Tether is because they have a large, large amount of Bitcoin on their balance sheet. And um, they're a stable coin and they've been relatively successful. But of course, you know, they'll I'm sure be under attack soon, as all will all stable coins, because um, I don't think the Federal Reserve uh wants uh, private money floating around uh for very long. Stablecoin issuer Tether experienced a record-breaking net profit surge amounting to two point eight five billion in the fourth quarter of twenty twenty-three. And then, by the way, if if they haven't been paying attention now, they will be after this. Around $1 billion of this profit stemmed from net operating gains, largely derived from interests in the U.S. Treasury, with the remainder mainly coming from the appreciation of gold and Bitcoin reserves. Notably, there was a substantial increase in excess reserves, reaching a historic high of $5.4 billion, with an additional $640 million directed towards strategic investments in various projects, including mining, AI infrastructure, and P2P telecommunications, among others. Tether's Q4 attestation, signed by BDO Italy, also revealed the elimination of secured loan risks from its token reserves, addressing community concerns. While such secured loans are widely over-collateralized, Tether accumulated enough excess reserves to cover the entirety of the exposure. This is in response to the community's past expressed concerns about this part of the portfolio. Tether's core operating operations revolves around managing the USDT stablecoin, contributing significantly to the company's 2023 net profit of $6.2 billion. Approximately $4 billion of this profit was derived from investments in U.S. treasuries, reverse repo, and money market funds, showcasing successful diversification efforts, according to the report. In its official statement, Paolo Arduino, CEO of Tether, said, Tether's Q4 attestation underscores our commitment to transparency, stability, and responsible financial management. Achieving the highest percentage of reserves in cash and cash equivalents reflects our dedication to liquidity and stability. In the fourth quarter, Tether increased its Bitcoin holdings by acquiring an additional 8,888 Bitcoins, bringing its total to roughly 66,465 Bitcoins, which are currently valued at approximately $2.8 billion. The report comes amidst a significant increase in USDT's market cap, which is currently hovering above $96 billion. And then... uh, Just wrapping up, uh, please check out this week's featured Substack post, 10 Things to Know About Bitcoin. And if you like it, uh, please subscribe. Uh, It's in the Substack. It's free. Uh, And I'll include a link to that as well as all the other articles that I went over this week in the show notes. And I'd like to thank you all for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please like and leave a comment. Also, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. My favorite is uh, Fountain. You can earn sats um, just for listening to your favorite podcast, so check it out. Um, You can also follow my Substack. It's located at bitcoinfortress.substack.com. And you can follow me on Noster, uh, where I'm very active, uh, and my uh, nPub is included in the show notes as well. And with that, I will talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.